1: In that time, D.C. became the District of Champions for many good reasons, and we're not going to talk about them. This is Hogs Night of Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We got B. Droomba, we got Dr. Chris Jones, we got Nebot Neil, and this is Brian from Hogshaven. We are joined by a very special guest. Uh, if you are a longtime reader of Hogs Haven or SB Nation or any of the associated team sites we got a, a real TBT here on Thursday evening it is Scott Salmon formerly of gang green nation the New York Jets SB Nation site Scott thanks for uh thanks for swinging by
2: I appreciate it. you know this game was so great for the Jets that I had to come out of retirement just for this uh, this one special podcast
1: yeah, so for those uh, folks who have not been paying attention to SB Nation team sites for the last, I don't know, decade, uh, can you give uh, give the people at home a little bit of an intro? Uh, talk about yourself, or one of the
2: both, or either. I don't know, it's pretty casual. Sure. So I joined uh, Nation back in, I want to say was 2010. Uh, where I started off as a staff writer, uh, worked my way up, and eventually became the uh, uh, the managing editor of Gangrenation, which I did for several years, uh, probably like six years, I would I would guess, uh, before uh, gracefully retiring uh, because I kind of couldn't quite stand watching the Jets anymore, and uh, that about sums up my entire life over the past uh, nine years. So. <laughs>
1: Here we are. And yet somehow, somehow, in your professional bio, you have enough gall to indicate in like the second line that you are a Jets fan. So um, I don't know what that says about you.
2: I need people to know right up the bat, right off the bat, what they're getting themselves into with me, which is generally an idiot.
1: <laughs> and I will say, Scott and I, for those listening, um, we go back a ways. Not as long as uh, Scott goes back with Gangreen Nation. We were both. Franklin and Marshall Diplomats, and um, spent a little bit of time together in college. Scott actually was responsible for, honestly, Scott, you're responsible for the fact that we're here right now, because you were the one who introduced me to Ken Marangolo, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, the editor-in-chief of Hawkshaven and the rest is history. So either thank you, or uh, you should be apologizing to me for having done that.
2: I'm well, sure on, actually, one. on that note, instead, I actually want to take this opportunity to apologize to all of Hog's Haven, not to you, Brian, but to Hog's Haven for inflicting uh, you upon them. So I'm glad I have this opportunity. Oh, good, good talking to you, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we have. <laughs> so um, obviously, the reason that we have you on, other than uh, to give me a bunch of shit is to talk about the Redskins playing the New York Football Jets. Uh, do people call them that or is that just the Giants? Though?
2: It's funny because I was literally about to make that joke myself and you just stole it from me and now I'm deeply upset. But no, no, okay. a- otherwise nobody makes that cool. joke except for me.
1: Well, the New York Football Jets played the Washington Redskins last weekend. It was um, a resounding... 34 17 dub for the three and seven
2: new york football
1: jets is that the is that the best they've looked this season
2: uh yeah it's i would say i would say it's definitely up there i it, there was a point during the game where i thought to myself you know if you closed your eyes for a second don't look at the don't look at the team records you'd actually think this is like a really good football team uh, playing against another uh, at least a decent one but then uh I opened my eyes, and I saw that it was the Jets, and I remembered, yeah, no, this is about as good as it's going to get this season.
3: I, I didn't watch the, uh, the Cowboys game. You guys beat them, too. How, how did that game compare to this one?
2: Very similar. Uh, it, it, it was similar. It was, similar. Um, it was one of the rare games where uh, uh, Sam Darnold was uh, let, uh, let free, set free, I should say, and allowed to do, uh, do his thing, which is extend plays and uh, make, th- make stuff happen. Um, which has been kind of uh, tough under Adam Gase so far. Uh, but when he's been allowed to do that and when the offensive line gives him, you know, a second uh, or, or more, uh, he's able to make some things happen. And uh, there were similar games, I would say, in that, in that respect. And not quite to the same level uh, in the Giants game, um, but pretty close, uh, where, it, at, where Sam Darnold finally got a chance to run free.
1: Yeah, Sam Darnold, who uh, notoriously has kissed at least one person back from showing the uh, <laughs> middle schoolers' disease of—I mean, it's funny. You know, people, obviously, people want to like rib Sam Darnold for getting mono,
2: but if you get mono as an adult, like you could legitimately yeah, that's, die. That's, like that's, it's like a pretty spooky a thing. <laughs> here's, here's what I'll say: It is the most Jets injury of all time. Of all things, to knock him out for like nearly half the season. Of course, it's going to be the thing that nobody even knew, like you said, that an adult can get.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, he put it up a pretty nice stat line. He was 19-30 of 30 for 293 yards, for TDs, and um, threw him a charity pick there towards the tail end. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, he's sort of been up and down a little bit. You know, they, they spent a high draft pick on him. I think the Redskins see themselves as being a somewhat similar situation with coming in with Haskins. You know, he's young, obviously a year, a year or two, a year behind where Darnold was. But what's sort of the sentiment of the fan base on, on Sam Darnold at this point in his Jets career?
2: I mean, I think people expect the world of him, which is true of every quarterback that's ever played for the Jets. Um, but unlike uh, basically everyone, uh, everyone that we've had since like Chad Payton and uh, Vinny and Joe Namath before him he's actually uh, seems capable of delivering it uh, he's I, I, mean, I just mentioned this about being able to uh, run free and that's when he's at his best uh, the problem that he's had this season in particular uh, 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 has been the lack of any real uh, offensive weapons except for Le- Le'Veon Bell which I'll, I'll talk more about in a second um, but otherwise, not no not many real weapons. Robbie Anderson is good at is barely good at one thing, but otherwise, that's that's about it. Um, he's uh, behind an offensive line that is, I might argue that uh, I would argue that's probably the worst in the league right now. It's being destroyed by injuries, and even those that are not injured are just awful at what they do. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I, I mentioned him. He's like he's the only you know real weapon that, that Sam Darling has, but for some reason. Uh, and it's, and it's similar to what happened in Miami with Gase, he's being uh, kept in the pen. Uh, I saw some stat that uh, I think this season he's he's only been allowed to line up in the slot like seven times or something in seven plays. Whereas uh, uh, his last year with the uh, last year playing year with the Steelers, that was his his go-to thing that would let him get in space and do and do what he does best. And they're really keeping him in the pen. So Darnold is doing the best he can without without any real offensive weapons behind. I mean, a true t- turnstile of an offensive line. Uh, the only time he's able to do anything good is when he's given, like I mentioned before, a second in protection and protection, able to just run wild and, and go nuts. Now,
3: who- who's this guy, Ryan Griffin? Because I didn't like that guy. He started getting all one, uh, one possession. He had, like, 70 yards and then a touchdown. Is he is he uh, new or what's he what's he been doing?
2: So, so he's new. He's I uh, he came over from the Texans. I'll tell you. I have a friend, uh, a, a guy that uh, lived with uh, in law school, who was a diehard Texans fan. And when uh, the Jets first got him, he said he texted me the tweet that said that the Jets had gotten Griffin with about thirty lines of ha 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 ha. <laughs> is like he was like just he was just atrocious for them and just uh, he's still not i mean still not a particularly good player um but for some reason the redskins well i i, I guess i should
3: uh, against the skins anyone's good
2: well I was gonna, yeah
3: anybody can hit
2: i was gonna say i was gonna say for some reason the 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 skins decided you know let's just not cover this guy at all but then again i kind of understand it because he's just not good um <laughs> but it turns out apparently that uh, uh, that someone even someone who's not good can uh uh, if they, if they're wide open, they can sometimes at least catch the ball. Um, yeah, five
1: five receptions, 109 yards, averaging a cool 21.8 yards per catch. <laughs> uh, five five catches on five targets, also.
2: So yeah, clearly like, uh, within like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he had to, he had to stick him on his gloves, but that was I don't know. He's he's not a good player. It's I mean we were, we were joking on, on Gangrenation Nation that this is just like a it was just like clearly a fluke game. He's never gonna have a game this good again in his life. Um, just because it's, that's, that's what happens when you just straight up don't cover someone.
0: Maybe he's gotten in with the coach. We've seen a couple of uh, wide receivers stick around here a little too long because of that.
2: Really? <laughs> they're, getting, they're getting their uh, payoff under the table.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, that could that could be the case. I mean, you know what's going on down here. It's
2: um, chaos, mayhem. It's, a good,
1: it's just a good culture.
2: Yeah, the culture's damn good. Well, we, we, we apparently have a, a comparable uh, medical team, so we got both got that going for us. Uh, that's true. I mean,
1: you know, so we had um, Oscar Aparicio from uh, 49ers blog on a couple weeks ago, and um, without trying to insult him, I drew some parallels between – the Niners maybe save for this year, um, and the Redskins, and maybe I will I will just come out and, and be a little bit insulting to you, but I do see some uh, similarities also between the Redskins and the Jets, and um, that's a that's a good point there. I mean, obviously the Jets have been dealing with their own fair share of the injury bug, um, although you know there, there are certainly some benefits to not having your single best player hold out because of those injuries but i mean that's that's kind of been an ongoing thing for the jets for a couple of years has it not
2: yeah no it, it definitely has been and um uh, at this point the jets are really down to they have darnell and darnell on offense and jamal adams on defense and every, most of the other starters are either injured or uh, just terrible that just uh, seems to be a recurring
1: trend so one of the things that we're seeing um, and there was actually a report that came out in the Washington Post today. There was a, a poll of kind of um, they, they used the same poll ten years ago of where do people's loyalties lie in the D.C. sports landscape. And for the first time, the Redskins were not number one. Now, obviously, with the Nationals winning the World Series, there's some recency bias there. But I think we, we've seen it. Uh, there, I think, has been a slow burn of apathy over. We're products of it. We are kind of products of it. I mean, you know, our, our allegiances with the, the Capitals and the Nationals and the uh, WNBA champion Washington Mystics clearly hey,
3: oh, Washington you know, Valor. You know, come the Washington
1: on. Valor. That's right. Um, you know, our 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 cup runneth over, and it's the first time I think in our lifetimes we've been able to say that. But have what's the general sentiment in your sort of in your estimation of where the fan base is on the jet?
2: <sighs> My. Mm- I would say with the Jets, the hope always springs uh, eternal, whatever the saying is. They're, it's the same every year. It doesn't matter what nonsense happened the year before. They're always just as excited uh, at the start of the season. Um, and it always very quickly turns to panic and uh, uh, people melting down uh, once you know the Jets start losing as usual. This feels this is a little year feels a little bit different because the Giants are also terrible uh, right now, and so there are a lot of there are a lot of people who just watch New York sports uh, that will that cheer for the Jets when when they're on, they'll cheer for the Giants when they're on. And now with both teams being terrible, is that a
1: thing? I've never that's that sounds sacrilegious
2: to me, frankly. Listen, I I agree. We've actually blocked all those people from visiting Gangrenation. Nation. In my opinion, it's punishable by death. But apparently, you know, it definitely is a very, very common thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, the sports scene up there is is so ridiculous. You I mean you got two football teams, you got two baseball teams, you got
2: technically hockey. three football teams, but I won't tell the Bills fans you said that.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, the only football team in the state of New York.
2: Yeah, three hockey teams. I'll tell you this: when, I, when we were in, when we were in college together, I, I I dated someone who was a New York sports fan, which meant that she cheered for the Jets when they were on and cheer for the Giants when we were on. And when I found that out about six months into when we were dating, I cannot tell you how begin- how, clo- how hard I was thinking about dumping her for that simple fact alone. <laughs> it was deeply upsetting.
1: Yeah, every man, man's got to have a code,
2: you know? Right. That's exactly it. And I want someone that's going to be just as miserable as I am going to be when I watch my team. enjoys company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we... Really, there's, what, only so much to be said about this football game. Um, I, What is, you know, when we t- we talk about the fan bases a little bit, did it stand out to you? Um, it's sort of gotten to be old news with us a little bit about how empty the stadium was. You know, you probably could have flown down here, gotten a ticket and flown back cheaper than it would have been to go to a Jets home game at this point. But, does um, you know, obviously, we like knowing what people think about us. I mean... That's, that's not a, an, un, an uncharacteristic thing. Um, what, what, it, what was your sense of kind of the, uh, the
2: atmosphere? Or like, what have you heard or what did you see that um, really stood out to you? So I am, uh, I am honestly, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I I am honestly amazed every time I've seen but this game and other Redskins games I've seen that there are still fans like there. And I, that sounds bad. But like, I mean, that I, to me it's, it actually says something about uh, how diehard and passionate Redskins fans are. It's not over; it may not be overflowing. You may the, the the stadium may not be packed every game, but given how bad the Redskin, Redskins have been um, historically, I am I am always very impressed with the, with the fans. Given that, to me, it always seems like there are a lot, and they're always diehard, and they're always cheering for their team. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know, it's it's kind of like a good, good and the bad. You obviously wish there were more people there, but I, I ha- have always been impressed with the Redskins fans uh, that I've seen, with the exception of you, of course, but otherwise.
1: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
2: That's definitely fair. Do we
3: do we know the actual attendance from last week? I
2: mean they'll never say what it actually was. No,
1: you sold out. Yeah, you're right. You're season right. ticket waiting list, you know, it's twenty
0: years long.
1: No, I mean, you know, they always go by tickets sold, and that doesn't necessarily mean butts and seats. You know. Per season, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> on average.
0: Well, if you wanna to go to uh next week's game, it will cost you five dollars. That it seems
1: was, high. It was
3: fifteen that last week, so yeah, I guess it high. dropped. Who are we playing? The lions. Lions, lions all
2: right? Yeah, what what that what that tells me is that the biggest problem that the NFL has right now is revenue sharing, because if they weren't sharing, if they weren't splitting revenue equally, the Redskins would have to make a change. Give they can't you can't you can't sustain a five dollar a ticket uh, 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 season, and so that that that's what that tells me is that that's the NFL's biggest problem because that's preventing the Redskins from making some sort of real change yeah we, we
0: found out in an article that we read a couple of weeks ago that so much of the money is baked into the TV contracts and everything else that uh, Snyder won't have to really make a change
2: right and it's the same the same with Jersey Jersey sales and all that the Redskins are getting a cut no matter what so that's that's what keeps them all that keeps them all afloat They obviously don't want a team going under but that also like it insulates uh, Snyder from having you know do his job.
1: I only have one more question about this game, and then we can move on to bigger and better things. But, you know, as someone who um, subject themselves to this entire thing, was there anything that stood out or surprised you? And I'll take either a positive or a negative answer on this one. And we're accustomed to seeing these guys week in and week out, and kind of, you know, it's the the Bears are who we thought they were for us. But uh, anytime we can get an outsider's perspective, I think it is helpful to sort of... Maybe give us a, a little bit more perspective on what it is that we're watching.
2: So I actually, are you talking about the Redskins, you mean? I am talking about the Redskins, yeah. yeah okay, so I, I'm, I actually liked uh, H- Haskins, um, and I may be alone on that. I think there were a lot of people that were watching it that, uh, I mean, he obviously did not have a great game, but I was impressed with how hard he was clearly trying. Um, and there was, I think there was a point where he went over to the sideline, he was talking to the offensive line, uh, I think it was the offensive line. And he's saying like like what else what else can I do uh, to make like essentially make this easier on you? And um, I don't know, like my takeaway from him was that he he wants it and he was trying hard, and that's again, it's more than you could say for a lot of these guys who are getting their brains beaten in. Uh, I've seen so many jets game uh, games where we have someone who probably doesn't belong uh, 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 in the starting position where as soon as they' get hit three times, they've given up on it. Um, and when that happens, they've given up on the game. And when that happens, obviously they're never going to get better. The team is never going to win. Um, so I, w- I was impressed with him, with his the effort that he seemed to be putting in, uh, that, how badly he seemed to want to win, even even despite them getting their uh, uh, their their faces being in, their heads being in.
1: Yeah, that uh, that clip of him asking his lineman what what on earth he can do. I think it, it played um, both ways. There yeah. were some people who were like. Oh, like good on him for trying to communicate uh, with his lineman, And then some people who are saying like, oh, you know, this guy, you know, he's he's cocky or he's he's desperate or, you know, it, it, yeah. the whole thing. It, it's an
2: echo chamber. So he's definitely desperate. Obviously, anyone that's playing for their playing for their job is going to be desperate. Uh, but I didn't I didn't take it in a, in a negative way. I think it was he didn't he couldn't quite tell what was what was going on on their end. It was certainly not entirely his fault. Uh, what was happening, the, and, and part of this is the Jets, for some reason, were having the, like the games of like Jamal Adams had one of the best games you're you're gonna see from a, a strong safety, and um, so a lot of it's not his fault, but a lot of it and a lot of it goes down to the other people on the team not performing. So I didn't I didn't interpret that in a bad way at all. Um, uh, so I I, I I was like I said I was I was actually uh, mildly impressed with him.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know from from my perspective. Um... I think just based on like what I was seeing online during the game, it came across across as a little poor of just the way he was treating his O line. Just because clearly there's a lack of talent there, but at the same time, I think he is trying to learn, um, and he's young and like he totally got thrown into this season. We didn't, we didn't, we were hoping not to have to use him. Yeah, and so the fact that he's kind of just gotten thrown to the wolves here, um, it like. I agree I think it's something it's good like otherwise he's just kind of sitting by himself and he's got no one but he's trying to learn he's trying to like learn the system and and have everybody work together here for a goal like this season's lost we get that but you got to work for next year now so I think he's he's working on it so I, I think it's a good thing
2: yeah I, I don't know I don't know that he ever comes I don't know that he's ever going to become a star but that's the kind of it's the kind of effort you want to see and it, to me that that stuff's kind of we see it with Jamal Adams all the time. It, the, the attitude is contagious. And when he gets amped up, the rest of the defense gets amped up. And uh, the more he can, the more Adams can show that uh, that he wants to learn, that he wants to get better, I think the more you're going to see that from the rest of the offense.
0: He was one player that I saw really, like, stood out to me, um, at least on your defensive uh, side of the football.
2: So you're talking about Adams? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's, he's, he's my hero. I want to be him when I grow up. He's a beast. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, ever since the uh, the, the the Jets were receiving all, uh, offers to trade him, he's just been playing absolutely out of his mind.
3: So I think there's somebody else we should talk about, especially with uh, the lack of talent we see on the Redskins' end. Uh, what do you think of Jameson Crowder
1: this year? Crowder, our, bo- you- our boy, our you've you've, you've our, our baby boy.
2: Um.
0: He's a magnet.
2: This is going to be, yeah, so I, I love Jameson Crowder. I think his biggest problem with the Jets is that he, this is weird, he's he's like almost too good a route runner, if that makes any sense, for, for what I was saying before about um, Darnold is someone that, like, um, he's going to run free, he's going to break plays off, he's going to extend the play and make things happen, and Crowder has his route, and a lot of the times he's open, and when, he, when he's open and Darnold sees him, he hits him um i don't know that he's as, quite as free-flowing enough as uh, uh, as darnold may, might need him to be so i don't know how long he'll he'll last with the jets but he's he's one of my favorite players he uh, plays the game i think he plays the game right um i am tar- terrified that he's eventually gonna end up in uh, new england because i think he's like a, a perfect wide receiver oh yeah yeah he'll yeah, be he'll good. be a, be good he'll good be a patriot uh, for yeah, sure I, i'm convinced sense. and he's gonna he's gonna score the With some winning touchdown over the Jets at some point, and it's going to haunt my dreams. Um, It's it's, he's like he's a the he they like the kind of player he is. The way he runs his routes, he's like he's more of a better fit for a team like that than he is for someone someone like Sam Darnold. He is very consistent. Yeah, that's
3: that's what I would say. He what he already has like 80 catches this year or something crazy. He just repeatedly puts out stellar seasons. Yeah. He's reliable. Yardage isn't there maybe all the time, but he, he catches the ball. On us,
1: right? right, right, right. So I think along those lines, um, you know, when you're at a dinner party with people who sort of are of different uh, backgrounds, different persuasions, you got to find some some common ground. So um, I'm, let's do some word association with former, we'll call them Jetskins, guys who have been on, oh, uh, like on both of I these like teams. Um, what, what do you remember about uh, Lavernius Coles? Oh my God, I love Lavernius Coles. Do you want me to do like a word or something? Uh, what? Just free, free flow, free association here. What do you What do you got on, on Lav Coles? The the most reliable receiver I can remember. Uh, yeah, I think he was that way here too. And then uh, the guy he got flipped for was uh,
2: Santana Moss. Santana Moss. Uh, uh, <sighs> no. Nah. Not as good with us as he was for you. Yeah, he's a, he's like uh, one of our, he our only guys. Yeah, for he's the good. Last <laughs> ten years. I remember watching him with the Skins and he was incredible, but he was he was not quite as good with the Jets.
0: Was he injured for a lot of the Jets time? Um, I, I know he's like struggled through some early stuff, but
2: yeah, I, I don't I don't think so. I don't I don't particularly remember him being injured. I mean I mean they, they, like all oh, these guys get injured, but I don't remember him being particularly yeah. injured for like miss, like missing season's kind of thing.
1: All right, I got one more we'll, and, unless you can think of others. Um, this one's a bit of a, a little bit more of a throwback, not that much, but a little bit. Uh,
2: John Hall. Uh John Hall. He was a fullback, wasn't he? He was a kicker. <laughs> oh, oh, that guy. Um yeah, I don't. I don't have any <laughs> specific. <mark>. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Oh, <man>. him. <laughs> he
1: was, he was a Jet from '97 to '02.
2: Yeah, 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 I forgot about him. Uh, what about Regan's? Was he? He was a. He was both, wasn't he? He was drafted by the Jets. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. He um he was a he was a, he was a Jet, and then a Redskin? Question mark I think that's right.
2: I mean, I mean he's he's, he's he universally considered, considered to be the most, most important, important redskin, redskin of all time. time. Um, noted. I mean, noted
1: Jet. Noted noted jet important redskin
2: right right,
1: yeah those are those are some good ones Um, all right I'm gonna ask you one more and I think you could probably run with this a little bit they didn't share teams but I know you have some strong feelings um, talk a little bit about Braylon Edwards
2: say please first Um, Braylon Braylon (laughs) Jesus Um, Braylon Braylon Edwards I have such conflicting feelings about so when he was first with the Jets you know, like during the during the uh, uh, during uh, uh, at the end of no, uh, nine and ten, uh, he was like one of the best Jets most people will ever remember. I mean, if you guys remember, if you remember the uh, when the Jets beat the Patriots in the uh, 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 in the playoffs in 2010, he was. Uh, he, uh, actually, I know, I think, I'm sorry, I think there was the the cold. The, was it the Colts? He did both the Colts. Sorry, he did both the Colts games and the Patriots games when we won uh, both yeah. games. He did. Uh, he did like the the cartwheel um, on the field after the Jets won, and uh, he's he was like Mr. He was Mr. Reliable. Uh, he was always there for the for a big play uh, between him and Santonio uh, uh, and and Holmes, and yeah. um, one truly one of my favorite players of all time. Then when he came back, he was atrocious. He was so bad. And that there was all there was so many people that were all they could remember was how good he was the, the last time he, when he had been there before, and it clouded a lot of people's judgment. And I, I remember I was one of the people that was leading the Cup Braylon Edwards uh, 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 chant, I guess. And uh, he was he was just so I mean mind-bogglingly bad when he came back. Um, one of the rare times where I uh, I was sitting there uh, thinking you know I could. I could do this better than he can, which obviously I couldn't. <laughs> obviously I couldn't, but uh, I'm wildly unathletic. But he was that bad or that it was a serious thought in my head, the second time. But the first time, one of the one, one an all-time jet. Actually, now that I think about it, and that, that's a uh, I know that,
1: Gangrene Nation folks know you for uh, for your scorching hot Braille and Edwards sakes, There is one more uh, Redskins jet, um, all-time all-time great Redskin, Um the man under center, Mark the Sanchez. Oh yeah, Sanchez. Oh um, yeah, the best quarterback that we've had in the last sixteen games.
3: <laughs> I think so.
1: I mean, yeah he uh, he was our guy. Uh, we, we we shepherded him shepherded
2: him home to retirement. Well,
0: he knew the system. <laughs> he did know the system. <laughs> he
2: know the system. All things we got to, we got him when he ate the hot dog against the Raiders. When he uh, picked a booger out against the Steelers and uh, wiped it on, uh, on uh, Mark brunell That's a throwback name. Mark Brunel. Brunel. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. The hell is both... Mark Brunel. Right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was, yeah. Um, we, got, we got, obviously, the butt fumble. We had him for all the, you know, the, oh, his fumble. classic, uh, cl- the classic Mark Sanchez moments were all with us. So, I'm just saying, I don't know what I'm saying here. Um, <laughs> but he was uh, not particularly great, but... He was, he's yeah, he's our, he's our boy. He's your boy I think just as much. But um, All right, well, the the, mo- the most Mark Sanchez thing of of all time will be that, that for the for the butt fumble, they had to literally retire it from the not top 10 on Sports Center because it was going on like it was like for like a year and a half it won every week. And so they finally had to retire it and like force it off the list cuz otherwise it was just going to keep winning. And that's all there is to say about Mark Sanchez.
1: Yeah, it would probably still be there if, if they didn't uh, m- mercy kill it. Well, Scott, um, appreciate you taking the time to chat. Um, do you have anything that you're doing? I know you uh, you have a sh- show, question mark, still that you're doing. Not sports-related, though. Not
2: at all sports-related, yeah. It's a political interview show. Called called Politically Driven. It's like comedians in cars getting coffee, except uh, it's politicians. We don't drink coffee, and we're not at all funny. And you're in New Jersey. And in New Jersey, yeah. And then we just That sounds incredible. <laughs> That's a hell That's of like a mirror mere, uh, mere mere image. <laughs> I literally just drive, drive politicians around and interview them. Uh, sometimes we talk about sports. I had uh, uh, Tammy Murphy on, the first lady of New Jersey, on a couple weeks ago, and she, she owns a uh, soccer team. Uh, her, her and her husband own a soccer team up here, so we talked about that for a while. But, not not as much sports as I would like on it. All right, well, you could probably shoehorn some stuff in,
1: you know. Um, doing you should tell them that uh, you appeared on, on this show, and maybe we can get get some more subscribers.
2: That's exactly what I don't. Know, that's exactly what I need to do. That will definitely bump up the ratings.
0: You scratch our back.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, yeah. You jets us. We'll we'll jets you. <laughs> That that sounds like a that sounds like an STD that or something that Sam Darnold Sam Darnold's Jarnold, Sam gonna get that next.
1: Yeah, he's day, <laughs>
2: day to day with being Jets. <laughs> well, thank you for having yes. me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks thanks so much, Scott. So once again, uh, I'll see you for, guys in uh, four years. Yeah, four years from now or a preseason game, we can do this again. That's true. That's true. All right. So for uh, Dr. Chris Jones, for Beej Roomba, for Nebot Neal. For uh, politically driven, own the one and only Scott Salmon. Thanks for tuning in. This is Brian from Hogshaven, and this was Hogs Night, a podcast.